0: Electronic specifier. Hello and welcome to Electronic Specifier Insights. Today we're joined by Ryan Manack, Director Worldwide at Texas Instruments. Hello, Ryan. How are you?
1: Hi. Good afternoon. It's nice to speak with you, Charlotte.
0: (laughs) And to you. Let's start with introduction of you and your position at Texas Instruments, as well as a brief description of TI with a general reference to its focus on the automotive industry.
1: Great so again my name is ryan manak i've been at ti for uh, 15 years in a variety of roles uh, most of them supporting automotive electronics uh, in my current role i'm the director of automotive systems engineering so our team is tasked with working with customers around the globe to make ti parts easier to use uh, in focusing in on four key sectors within automotive body electronics adas infotainment and cluster as well as powertrain In HEV EV, a lot of these sectors we'll go into certainly more details on today. The TI has been in the automotive business, uh, semiconductor business for over 40 years. Um, We have over 7,000 automotive qualified, analog and embedded ICs uh, released and we release over 500 new uh, automotive ICs per year. We've been doing that since 2014. You know, from a systems perspective, you know, we focus on you know over a hundred end equipments or systems within the, the automotive uh, vehicle. Uh, we r- really pride ourselves on making again our parts easy to use um, for our customers by releasing reference designs, of which we have over three hundred and fifty released onto TI.com. Uh, we use this system knowledge. We work closely with customers to ultimately define great products. That meet customer needs, solve problems, and do it in a, in a cost-effective way. Um, these products meet rigorous quality requirements, including IATF, ISO, OHSAS certifications, you know, ultimately with the goal again of, of getting our customers to production faster.
0: Okay, well, let's talk about ADAS or Advanced Driver Assistance Systems. TI explains that there are three main subsystems of ADAS sense, process, and communicate. Could you detail the nature of each of these subsystems and how they actually relate to each other in ADAS processes?
1: Absolutely. And so, you know, ADAS uh, or advanced driver assistance systems is, you know, really focused on uh, making the driving experience safer. And, you know, if you think about a human driving, right obviously our hands are on the wheel when we're driving we're alert we're attentive we're looking at the road ahead you know we are sensing through that human driving experience right we're, we're using our eyes to look we're using our ears to hear if there's perhaps a, a siren for an emergency vehicle behind us and then you know as we're interpreting all of this information you know perhaps it's even a bumpy road that we're sensing or feeling you know, we then process that, that info, right? And we say, okay, there are several potholes coming up. I felt one, you know, maybe I'll move the, the car a little bit to the right to avoid the next one or an emergency vehicle's coming. Let's okay. What's the right thing to do? We process, we move the car to the side of the road. You know, we as humans will communicate that information internally to then go make a decision on what to do next. ADAS is really the same. And and so, um, you know, really, what you have to do in ADAS is still sense what's happening in the in the environment around you. And so, there are several ways to do this. You know, one technology is through camera, so using video images to then, you know, post process and analyze what's happening through that. Radar is another uh, technology that, that's commonly used in industry. You know, by sending the, you know, high frequency uh, radio waves out that then get reflected back, you can then sense velocity, angle, etc. you know, LiDAR, ultrasound, other technologies. So, you know, once you have that information, once you have that video or radar, for example, then you need to process that data. And, you know, that's where the concept of sensor fusion comes into play. And, you know, TI has products... Uh, like our arm processors that you know will actually process the data that comes from for example TI radar and will make decisions based on based on what's coming in now communicate really is is you know a double meaning here so if we think about you know really in the in the detail signal chain of, of the car you sense through you know a radar and AWR2944 that we can talk about later Uh, But you actually have to get that information to to a processor to do something with it. And so, you know, via communicate, you know, in in today's automobiles, for example, you may use an FPD link, which is a serializer to serialize that information and then pipe it at, you know, a gigahertz rate to, to the actual processor. You know, we even see trends towards Ethernet within the automobile to move that information back and forth at at high speeds and so there's one piece of communication and then the second piece of communication is actually coming out of the processor to then go do something and so an example could be emergency braking another example could be moving the steering wheel to the left or right to avoid an obstacle or any number of things like speed up slow down depending on the driving environment and the information that's sensed and so you know, there's really a lot to to ADAS, but when you combine it and really break it down into the building blocks, the fundamentals of sense, communicate, process, communicate, you know, you can really start to add more and more automation to the automobile and ultimately end up with a safer driving experience.
0: Okay. What do you think that at present the main problems in terms of automotive safety are And how do you think that ADAS will be able to overcome such problems?
1: So according to the Federal Highway Administration, this is a really interesting statistic, more than 50 percent of the combined total of fatal and injury crashes occur at or near intersections. 50 percent, over 50 percent. And so, you know, with new motor vehicle safety requirements from the UN Regulation 79, new car assessment program, standards in effect, automakers have to improve driving assistance systems to support drivers uh, and automate some of these driving functions. And so, you know, really, again, it's about simplifying and making more safe the driving experience, and it it really is going to take technology to get there. You know, we, as humans are really, really good at, uh, when something happens around us to react very quickly, we can process a tremendous amount of data when something happens, right. And we can make the, you know, quick adjustments, you know, that's how we're wired. Computers on the other hand, they're very, very good at the mundane tasks. And the repetition, the automation, and so. Think about, you know, just, you know, myself driving to work today, the number of intersections that I go through, very repetitive, right? Almost every intersection looks the same. And, you know, also highway driving on cruise control, you know, highway driving is a, is a mundane task, but it's in that instant that something happens, that something changes very quickly where you need to to act, and you know this is where computers and, and automation can certainly help us. You know, at an intersection, at a corner, you know, where computer can realize very quickly, hey, this doesn't look right, something's wrong through the sense, through you know the the radar chipset, for example, and then you know the act, and the, the process, and communicate can happen very very quickly. To slow down or you know mitigate the the issue uh, that's at hand, and so really, this is what it's about you know simplifying, making safer the, the driving experience, and then of course, given that we have the technology to go do this, you're now seeing the standards come out from the U.N. from N.C.A.P. to make sure that that O.E.M.s, uh, tier ones and and electronic suppliers are equipping these new vehicles. Uh, with this technology that has proven to to certainly um,
0: make driving safer. Well any help in that department's always welcomed, isn't it? <laughs>
1: it absolutely is. It absolutely is. And it's it really is, you know, good for you know good for society, right? To to make driving safer. Yep.
0: Yes indeed. Yeah, with your earlier points on advanced driver assistance systems still in mind. I'll paraphrase a claim by Texas Instruments. TI enables designers to easily and cost-effectively integrate high-performance driver assistance capabilities into any vehicle. Would you like to introduce TI's AWR2944 high-performance single-chip solution, and how was it designed to assist all manner of automotive designers in the development of ADAS?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, just very recently here, TI did announce the AWR 2944. This is our new 77 gigahertz radar sensor that helps OEMs, helps automakers meet safety regulations and provides the best in class radio frequency performance in a small form factor. So up to 30% smaller compared to uh, other radar sensors in the market today. And, you know, really, the approach that the TI took is, is by integrating a fourth transmitter and receive channel. The, the AWR two nine four four sensor actually enhances object detection to avoid collisions with thirty three percent higher resolution. And so, you know, if you think about you know taking a turn and a and a car potentially uh, coming from the other direction, or even a passenger that's crossing the street, you know, this gives higher resolution at that corner of the automobile. And, you know, really it helps the driver or it helps the car look ahead to, you know, really make decisions uh, in advance, you know, given given this corner positioning. And so this hardware is supported by Doppler division, multiple access based signal processing improves the ability to sense oncoming vehicles at up to 40% farther distance. And so again, I mean, if we relate this back to humans, if we could see around that corner, or we could see 40% further, imagine how much better decision-making we could make as humans. And now when we have this in technology, we have the ability to sense further. And then, you know, with that advanced time, run the right processing and then make the decision faster in order to make driving safer. And so this AWR 2944, you can find it on, on ti.com. You know, we believe it has the right level of specs, uh, and integration to, again, you know, allow, allow, you know, the radar sensor to look even further down the road, you know, not to mention from a functional safety standpoint, it's A B capable designed to operate in harsh environments from low temperatures, minus 40 C, to high temperatures, 140 C. And then, you know, includes that DSP inside the chip. And so fully integrated hardware accelerator for radar pre-processing. So it runs the FFT on the chip. And ultimately when you add all these these functions and blocks together, you know, you can extract higher performance than, than what we've seen from radar chips, other radar chips in the market today.
0: Well, all these safety features are all adding up now, aren't they? <laughs> it's quite essential, yeah. Each vehicle's battery management system, or BMS, is integral to ensuring that electric vehicle, EV, battery chemistries, and the EVs are safe and affordable. Could you explain the benefits that TI's technology offers to battery management systems, and therefore EVs themselves?
1: Yeah, absolutely and you know this this electrification wave is is happening and we're we're seeing it you know around the globe. You know, according to Bloomberg NEF there are now over 12 million passenger EVs on the road globally. So this is about 1% of the global fleet is electric and you know you can see more and more electrics are being announced by by OEMs. You know, governments around the world continue to incentivize the the purchase of electric vehicles. And so, you know, this electrification wave is is certainly happening. You know, definitely some key challenges to, to overcome to make electric more mainstream. You know, think about consumers. You know, we certainly demand the cost of these electric vehicles to be uh, competitive with what's on the market today. Also, uh, we want the range to be similar to what we have today. And, you know, there's certainly range anxiety or has been range anxiety from consumers in the past and the ability and access to to charging stations to, you know, charge the vehicle and, and, you know, a lot of innovations in this space to reduce the cost, to increase the range. And then of course, you know, the build out of the infrastructure from a charging perspective. And so you know, as you think about this, Charlotte, as as fuel tanks transform into high-voltage batteries, uh, combustion engines transform into into electric motors into traction inverters, you know, really the uh, electrification journey is integral to the battery management technology. Integral to you know, obviously interfacing with high efficiency with the with the traction inverter system, and so you know, TI is is focused on battery management you know i talked earlier in the discussion here about ti's 40 years in automotive electronics we have over 20 years over two decades in battery management system semiconductor design and you know if you think back that actually predates the notebook computer and so you know our team of you know not just semiconductor designers but also you know chemistry experts you know, are very, very familiar with with the different types of chemistries that are available in the market today. And, you know, we design our semiconductors to enable the latest and greatest chemistries that offer the most benefits to the EV. And so let me give you one example. You know, nickel, manganese, cobalt, NMC, and other lithium-ion chemistries have been very prevalent uh, in the automotive environment. You know one of the challenges for example of cobalt you know it's a rare earth mineral that's difficult to mine it's rare and and you know anytime you have these types of challenges you can imagine that there's additional cost to using a mineral like this and so you know there has been a trend in battery management systems really towards new chemistries you know one is is lfp or lithium iron phosphate And, you know, what that does is it uses a bunch of widely available, you know, minerals and ions to go, you know, put a new chemistry that can, one, you know, increase supply as well as, you know, certainly reduce cost uh, when you think about it from a vehicle. But LFP has some challenges. LFP's discharge profile is a lot flatter than the discharge profile of, of NMC, and so what that means to a semiconductor supplier like Texas Instruments is we have to have the industry's best accuracy in our battery monitors engages to be able to sense where we are in the discharge. And you can't discharge it too far. You can't charge batteries too far. And so you have to operate within a well-defined range. And so, you know, our industry leading accuracy enables us to support a chemistry like lithium iron phosphate and and not only support, but also maximize uh, the range inside that battery. And where other options in the market uh, may tell you, you know, if your battery has 250 miles, another semiconductor may tell you, you know, based on accuracy, based on margin that you have 200 miles left. Uh, in the charge. Well, with the accuracy that, that TI is providing our customers, they can really close that gap. And so instead of 200 miles on 250 charge, you know, we can tell customers, hey, this is 230, or even 235, given the much tighter accuracy and much lower margin needed. So again, going back to this electrification journey, you know, eliminating the range anxiety, minimizing the cost you now don't have to over design the battery you have the technology to really pull out more miles out of an existing battery Uh, really is is a part of this vector to make the the electric vehicle more cost effective longer range which you you can certainly see customers embrace and and oems are are making the shift uh, to these new technologies and, and chemistries
0: wonderful thank you to paraphrase slightly from a document by ti designing driver assistance systems can be challenging there are numerous considerations when developing reliable driver assistance systems such as functional safety requirements time to market cost and various worldwide regulations generally speaking would you be able to tell us more about each of these challenges and how you think ti can help automotive designers to overcome them
1: yeah absolutely and so you know our customers are tasked with meeting you know rigorous requirements for functional safety iso 26262 iec 61508 and you know that that's you know at the system level and then also you know from a component standpoint that make up the systems that the customers have to pay attention to and so you know we are enabling our customers to get there with our analog and and our embedded products and so you know while all of our products follow certified quality management processes you know we understand that safety critical functions require more rigor and so that's why our functional safety compliant products leverage a TÜV SÜD certified functional safety hardware and software development processes and so Again, we're enabling customers to reach these high ASIL and SIL levels that their design requires. And so, you know, with our products, our functional safety certified uh, engineers that are designing them, we provide documentation and resources such as functional safety fit rate, FMEDA, uh, safety certificates and software diagnostic libraries to help streamline the certification process. And so, you know, when you really think about the the time to market challenge, you know, TI is providing the bundle here of the safety documentation, et cetera, that can really help to, you know, simplify getting to market, get to market fast, you know, with these functional safety certificates, et cetera. And so, you know, time to market certainly comes into play here The cost standpoint, both of, you know, the semiconductor itself from a, you know, a technology standpoint and what we're enabling uh, with our products, with our designs, and then, you know, certainly keeping in mind the various worldwide regulations, right? ISO 26262, et cetera, that, that our customers are held accountable to, you know, we are uh, designing with the right, the right processes and and you know safety concepts in mind, and then you know ultimately documenting that for our customers and their systems as well.
0: That's wonderful. Thank you. Texas Instruments states that it anticipates the ever-evolving regulatory and technological needs of tomorrow. What do you consider to be the main demands in terms of the future of automotive? and how do you believe that the industry can prepare itself for it yeah so
1: you know as you can you know likely hear in this automotive landscape is changing very rapidly new ideas architectures technology is really opening the doors to cleaner greener safer and more cost-effective transportation you know i think an area that is going to be so critical for You know, you talked about the main demands for the future of automotive is really, really tight collaboration between semiconductor suppliers, system engineers, automakers to, you know, really be in lockstep here on, you know, ensuring that we have the right technology that's available at the right time to accelerate the time to market and meet the ever evolving regulatory demands. This is really across all of auto, you know, of course, there's the push towards higher levels of autonomy, you know, level, level one, two, all the way up to level five, you know, there are going to be new requirements that are posed as we continue to to move up the ladder of autonomy. And, you know, as new chemistries get introduced into, into automobiles, you know, what needs to be sensed? is it is it just the voltage current and temperature uh, within the battery or is there you know requirements for detecting hydrogen or detecting you know other other gases within the car you know whatever these requirements are to enable a safer more cost effective you know more fun driving experience you know TI again is partnering very closely with with the OEMs with the uh, system engineers with the tier ones to ensure that, you know, we understand what these requirements are. And, you know, we're designing products accordingly to go meet the needs of, you know, not just the OEMs, but also the industry and the regulatory and technological needs that uh, that ultimately get get presented to us.
0: Okay. Well, thank you ever so much for that. Is there anything else that you'd like to add that perhaps we haven't covered?
1: You know from my standpoint i think uh we had we had a comprehensive discussion here on on again the the different sectors you know so much is is really changing and we hit on the bms topic We've talked a lot about adash through the awr 2944 there are other you know i think really unique industry trends that we're seeing you know an example a great example is uh, the concept of zone control you know for you know many decades the automobile has evolved you you can call them small innovations compared to something like electrification or something like adas which is you know huge steps in you know technological innovation but you know think about 20 30 years ago the the automotive experience and you know we had windows that would be rolled down by a hand crank we had
0: no power assisted steering. You like that? No
1: power assisted steering. Exactly. We had, you know, seats that would move back and forth via a lever that you would pull, right? Everything was very, very mechanical. And, you know, over time, the vehicle driving experience became more electrified, right? We got power windows, power steering, uh, seats that move through motors. And, though all of these add to the convenience and even to the safety for the driver right you know when you do this when you add new electronic control units into the automobile you know it comes with another ecu in the car that has to be hooked up to power and communication inside the vehicle and and very quickly this became a more complex system you know so a body uh, domain within a car could have Headlights, taillights, seat motors, mirrors, heaters, etc., that were all connected through a body domain, for example. And, and when you do that, and over time, the wiring starts to run from front to back, from side to side, and you get a lot of uh, you know, crisscrossing and ultimately a lot of cables that are needed to go, you know, insert into the automobile. And so, you know, we're seeing, you know, some really unique trends and and changes here away from what's called a, a domain control or a domain concept for the different domains within the car, the body, the HEV, EV powertrain, ADAS infotainment and cluster to a new concept that's called zone control. And, you know, with zone control, you actually distribute the car into zones. And these zones don't just manage one domain like body, but other areas like infotainment uh, HEV, EV, et etc located in in specific spots within the car and when you do this the manufacturability of the car gets better the ability to you know update the software uh, becomes easier you know insert certainly some new challenges from networking from power distribution etc but ultimately, you know, we see trends in in the automotive environment now towards, you know, these new concepts and what a perfect time to do it, right? We already have, you know, major shifts moving from combustion engines to to electric vehicles, you know, now getting smarter about how we structure the vehicle on the inside brings new challenges, but certainly new opportunities for technology suppliers like TI that, that we're happy to go assist our customers with. And so, you know, one of many, certainly new changes and, and new opportunities here and, and technology needs for now and, and even the future. But uh, you know, again, couldn't be any more exciting for our OEMs and, and for technology providers to go design and, and collaborate and work together closely to go get to market.
0: Yeah, in um, our conversation, we discussed the levels um, one to five of EVs and automotive automation. Would you say that where most of us are probably at level two? And if so, where, when do you think level three is going to kick in? You know,
1: it's, it's certainly hard to, to forecast, you know, the, the future here. Right. And what, what we can say is, you know, we see the trends towards, you know, more number of radar within, within the automobile, more number of cameras within the automobile. So this sense piece is continuing to get bigger and bigger. We also see ultrasound, we see LIDAR, and each technology brings, you know, different advantages and capabilities to to the car itself. And then from a sensor fusion standpoint, from a processing standpoint, you know, the more sensors and data and information that's coming in, the more, you know, we have to crunch the numbers, right? And, And process that information in order to get to that communicate piece where we can make a decision on what to go do. And so though I can't quote the you know, exact spot that we are and, and, you know, when we're going to get to, you know, full level five self-driving, you know, we as technology providers are, you know, certainly focused on enabling with the right technologies, having the right technology at the right time, be it the radar. Be it the high-speed communication, the serializers, deserializers, be it the ARM-based processors, and you know, ultimately, whatever else is is needed to get to higher and higher levels of autonomy.
0: Okay, well, Ryan, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today. Really informative, and hopefully, I'll see you at trade event soon.
1: Excellent, Charlotte. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It's great speaking with you, and uh, yes, look forward to uh, to the next trade event. Hope you have a great day
0: electronic specifier.